welcome back to Droolish, everyone. Joey here. Let's begin. I'm excited. Well, as normally I'm excited, but let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 30, I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but this is episode 30 of Droolish. Uh, week 12 NFL picks, predictions, upset pick, anti-power ranking, whatever, everything I do. Uh, this episode is where it happens. So uh, if you are new to the podcast, I this is a sleep and relaxation podcast, generally where I talk about a variety of subjects. And lately I've been talking a lot about startups, ideas, and uh, my weekly episodes of uh, NFL picks. Uh, I'm more than welcome to suggest different ideas. Uh, I'd like to switch it up quite frequently, um, but I certainly feel like I'm hitting my stride, uh, especially with the NFL picks uh, this week. Uh, I am going to talk about week 12 picks, um, but not before I talk about week 11 re- um, results and uh, talk about the anti-power rankings. So if you're new to that, I'll explain that once we get to it. And I will include time stamps in, time stamps, sorry, in the description. On top of that, I also talk about upset picks. And again, I will discuss that as needed. I'm trying to cut down the fat and, you know, trim or yeah, tr- yeah, cut the fat and uh, and build the muscle in, in this in these uh, episodes. So uh, let's get to it, folks. Before I begin, I will let you guys know, since this is a sleep and relaxation podcast, I'm still going to be talking fairly long-winded and there will be uh, rain, uh, probably some other sounds too. I'd like to mix it up once in a while, but generally just, uh, you know, if you're trying to sleep through this, uh, again, as normal, just close your eyes, focus, and I shouldn't say focus, just close your eyes and just try to kind of let your mind wander or let my voice kind of guide you towards sleepy town because let's be honest, I am not the most... Uh, high impact entertainer and the reason for this podcast is strictly due to the fact that i have a yawn inducing voice and my style of speech tends to draw on uh, so hopefully i'm interesting but not too interesting and i can provide value in the form of nfl picks that said starting with last week's pick results all right i'm pulling up yahoo right now i decided to hit uh, record and i didn't fully um didn't fully do everything yet but I didn't make my previous. I did my. I didn't make. I beg your pardon. Uh, picks for this week, and before we do that, I'm going to review week 11. Now, last week, a lot of you uh, got to hear my disappointment in my terrible week uh, 10, and I wanted to turn, to turn it around and actually have a strong week 11 because having a, I think it was four and oh, five and eight week 10, it was it was brutal. Um, week 11, I feel pretty good, uh, especially if you listened uh, this last week. I went 10-4 and four back to Winsville, so I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, I'm just going to go through the picks right now and let you know my initial thoughts, what I told you about, and, see, and compare with the results. So, uh, Week 11, the Thursday night game was Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. I picked Pittsburgh as the underdog to win. Um, mainly due to the fact that they were on a roll, but I felt very wary because Cleveland is a boom or bust team. They certainly brought the boom in more ways than one. I don't, I'm not going to talk about Miles Garrett literally just shellacking Mason Rudolph. I don't care who did it, what you know, why, whatever. You just don't go. You just don't do that. Um, despite Cleveland winning the game, uh, they still found a way to lose somehow because that was such such a dis, the, debacle at the end. 
Unfortunately, that does not count towards a point uh, in my fantasy football. And if you are unsure of where I make my picks, it's going to be uh, fantasysports.yahoo.com. And I'm, I'm join, joining the uh, join the fans of Detroit and fans of Michigan group. If you wanted to join along and, and take a look um, at my picks as well. The next game, I, I picked uh, Dallas over Detroit, and it was the first time I picked Detroit or picked against Detroit because I I, I know they're a winning team, but in pickums, I really should just stick with just the, the short term wins, and, and I have to be more objective. So. Uh, so I picked Dallas, and Detroit did give them a thriller, but uh, quali- a quality loss is not equivalent to a point. So I did win with Dallas, uh, with them winning 35-27. Uh, Detroit did show some fight, so that makes me feel a little bit better about the team. But still, the season's done for them. Uh, and moving down to the next game, I picked Jacksonville to beat Indianapolis. I honestly thought this was going to be a closer game. Uh, generally with rival- rivalry games and Nick Foles um, being in second second half season form, or at least that was the assumption. I thought this was going to be a pretty close one that Indianapolis, or sorry, that Jacksonville would come out in a squeaker. I was way off base. Indianapolis smacked Jacksonville. I didn't watch the full game, but I think uh, Jacoby Brissett was, uh, I think he played pretty solid. Uh, apparently Nick Foles was a little bit underwhelming, but coming back from injury, um, you know, he's kind of in a low-pressure situation anyway, so I can imagine him starting a few more games. If he gets a few more wins, uh, that's great, but uh, he'll certainly not a good start, and there's not, really, there's not really much more for me to discuss with that game. Per se. The next game, I picked Miami to beat Buffalo. Uh, honestly, this should have been a Buffalo pick. This was a bad pick on me. Like that, As much as I don't like Buffalo, I should not have uh, wavered against Miami's little mini-streak. Uh, my Buffalo is still a strong defensive team. They did bust out 37 points. Um, it's still against Miami, and again, the quality of the Buffalo wins, it's so hard to take into consideration because that's, because they only beat bottom feeder teams. So, I am... Uh, and I know some of you are going to say, well, we beat whatever, like, early in the season. Well, you know, it's, we're week 11 now. That's two months ago. Like, people change. People evolve. Okay, so, like, this Buffalo team is a little bit different than what we saw earlier in the season. Um, that said, I still am a little bit worried in Buffalo, but they're way better than the Lowly Dolphins, so that was that's on me. That that one's on me. That's a pure bad pick there. The next game I picked Minnesota defeat to to win over Denver. Uh, I just played with I played with the odds there. I told you guys Denver is a very sneaky good team and they can pull it away, but I picked Minnesota to win mainly due because mainly due to the home field advantage. I did pick Denver for my upset pick because it was a strong positive ROI, but we all saw the game. Denver was up 23-0. Uh, the, the, you know, Denver shouldn't lose there. I'm glad Minnesota won for for the football pickums purposes, but that that should not happen. Uh, next game, I picked the New Orleans Saints to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. I put a lot of weight on Atlanta's one game as being a a, a fluke of a bad game, and I'll talk a little bit more about Atlanta later, but. Uh, I was I was pretty right with the assumption it was just one it was a it was a one-off game that New England sorry <laughs> New Orleans um, played bad but I was but looking in hindsight it's probably more so that they it was a trap game for them against Atlanta so New Orleans did return to form against Tampa Bay uh, defeated them 34-17 uh, for, for a pretty uh, straightforward win 
you know, so not going to sweat too much about that. Uh, Tampa Bay just still continues to look like some doo-doo at times, but uh, but New Orleans always looks good. Uh, this next game, uh, Washington was the favorite against the Jets. Uh, even though both of these teams in my anti-power rankings are pretty bottom tier, uh, Washington has just shown that they cannot get anything going. Uh, the Jets have at least shown some flashes with Darnold, and he happened to have some flashes uh, this last week, which helps, which helped them get the 34-17 game. Uh, I don't expect that consistency from Darnold, especially when they face teams that are not in the bottom five. But, um, but for now, we do kind of know where they stand, um, and that's that's just a lot better than the, than the worst three teams in the NFL right now. So, uh, yeah, Jets, you at least are cut above. Um, so uh, I got you right, so I'm not going to say anything more bad or good about you guys for now. Um, I'm glad I got the pick right. It was an underdog pick. Uh, pretty felt good about that one. This game, uh, the next game I have, I picked Atlanta over... Sorry, I picked Carolina over Atlanta. Atlanta crushed Carolina. Uh, it seems like teams are figuring out Christian McCaffrey and uh, their overall offense. And they're adjusting. Uh, top with Atlanta winning their second game on the road against the winning team. Uh, despite where Carolina's trending, they should have been better overall on paper. It seems like Atlanta is finally playing back to their uh, to their potential, which actually makes them very scary. Uh, generally, I am very wary of teams that win three in a, three in a row, but the fashion that Atlanta, the way Atlanta has been winning, uh, especially since after Matt Ryan came back, uh, does strike fear. Um, into a serious playoff run. I'm not saying they make a playoff run, but a serious run of wins that uh, that will, at least in my opinion, should be worth noting. So I wonder if I wonder if Vegas is, will catch up to how they're playing. But uh, Atlanta just became very spooky very fast. The next game I have. So I picked Baltimore to win over Houston. Uh, I thought Houston had somewhat of a chance, but Baltimore just seemed too strong, so I picked them. I picked San Francisco over Arizona, and we all saw the game. The 36-26 is not relevant of how, how the game ended, like the quality of the game. Uh, I made a big case towards Arizona actually winning this, but playing the odds and at home, I felt like San Francisco had an edge, like 55-60% of the time. The thing is, uh, after these 55-60% of the games, like, I, like the Arizona and San Francisco faced each other twice, so when I say 55-65, you know, 50, sorry, 55 to 65%, I should say. Um, you would almost think Arizona could take one away in the season, and they did. They almost did. Uh, I, this is not a testament to how bad San Francisco is, because they're not. Uh, I keep saying people are, are sleeping heavily on Arizona Cardinals. And if Arizona Cardinals weren't facing the top three team, three or four teams every week, they, yeah, they, are, they are what I would call, and I don't know if you guys watch a lot of anime, but I would call Arizona like the Rock League of the NFL, where they are a absurdly talented team. Uh, people are sh- should be starting to realize that they're they're finding their footing. They're playing better week over week, but they're stacked up against all the strongest opponents. And on paper, they look terrible because they doesn't seem like they stand a chance. But they always keep fighting. But they just come up with losses. The thing is, though, Arizona has not shown. And I watch I've watched some of the other games now. Uh, they're high, highly potent. Their defense has a lot of questions. Uh, and I think King, Kingsbury, he's been doing the best that he can. And every, I think everyone assumed that this was going to be a one-off, like, rebuild year. But if you watch how the team plays, they 
expect to win every game. And you would think that all teams expect to win in the NFL. You know, that's that's not the case, okay? But, like, let's be honest. Like, if you if you take a random team, random player, and you say, hey, um, you're going to face the Pats this week. Um, what do you, you know, do you think you can pull out the victory? They're going to say, yeah, we believe we can pull out the victory if we try hard. Do they believe it? Like, not with 100% confidence, okay? There's only, like, five probably players in the NFL that believe a lot of their own hype. You know, Baker Mayfield, probably Patrick Mahomes, and all the GOATs. GOAT, you know, that, that just like Brady and all their Hall of Famers. So maybe not five, but a good couple dozen. Um, but they have that level of, like, conviction and understanding and wanting to win, especially uh, midway, mid, mid to late in the season for Arizona, uh, that... They are they are absurdly scary team. Uh, I almost feel like if Arizona had Atlanta's pieces, uh, Arizona would, Arizona would almost be like a seven three team. It, it, it's not it's absurd um, how they're playing. So uh, Arizona is just unfortunate to get those L's, but you know what can you do? Uh, but again, I was right with I was right with San Francisco. So got that one right. Oakland. I got that over Cincinnati. That was, that game wasn't too uh, memorable. Oakland did what they needed to do. Got that right. I picked New England over Philadelphia. I thought it was going to be beat down, uh, but they still won by seven. It was kind of close, but eh, come on, we all we all know how that story plays out. Sorry, sorry, Philly. Uh, next game, I picked the Rams over Chicago. I expected this to be a low-scoring, sad game. Uh, it was ex- exactly that. Uh, Chicago can't do much. Uh, I know. These are like the Rams. These are the newer Rams. These aren't the Rams of like old, like last year or two years ago. Um, but uh, they still should have enough potent offense to score, and they did. Uh, they scored 17 compared to Chicago 7. And then the last game, I picked Kansas City Monday night um, to beat the Chargers, and they won 24 17. Uh, Chargers had that game. They could have won like 10 times, but they have been masters of just uh, clutching defeat from the Jaws of victory. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what they do. Again, I've finished 10 and 4 this week, so that was a pretty pretty good one, uh, reviewing the quality of picks. Uh, I feel bad about the Atlanta one, because I, that, that, was, that was a wrong pick. Uh, I put, did not put as much weight into Atlanta. Um, I, felt I, was, I was correct with the assumption with New Orleans of them saying it was a one-off game, but Atlanta was also a lot better. Um, so... Uh, yeah, you can't you can't predict. I mean, after one game, it's harder to predict if game, a team has come into form just overnight. But Atlanta certainly pulled it out, and that was a mystery on my part. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll take I'll chalk up credit to that one. Miami one, that was a sneaky one, and uh, that's also a bad pick. Uh, I can't. There's no excuse for that one. That wasn't even a coin flip. Uh, so again, that would, I led you astray. Pittsburgh one, I don't terribly hate, um, only because of the boomer bust at Cleveland. So. Uh, something had to give that game, and Cleveland did edge out the vi- or I don't say edge out, but they went at home in the, as as expected as favorite. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm not talking about like that wasn't a coin flip, but you know even though the results say Cleveland won, I'm not terribly sad about that one. Uh, the Jacksonville, I'm a little bit sad because I certainly underestimated uh, Indianapolis. Or sorry, I, I overestimated Jacksonville's defense a little bit too much. But hey. You know, we make mistakes, okay? I'm 10 or 4, so I'm very happy that most of these were completely right, and most of these were fairly easy uh, victories. So, uh, back to normalcy, I guess. Moving on, folks, to my favorite subject. Or, sorry, my favorite segment, the anti-power rankings. So, 
if you are unfamiliar with anti-power rankings, I am generally sick of standard power rankings. I talk about the best teams, talk about who's making the playoffs, talking about, oh, what are going to be our fantasy matchups, okay? I don't, that's not me, okay? Everyone talks about that. I don't want to talk about what everyone's talking about, okay? I want to talk about the worst teams. I want to talk about the teams that are struggling, that are trying to find their identity, that might even have a late playoff push in mind, okay? These are the stories that get me interested, and these are the, these are the rankings that help me better identify uh, possible matchups overall. In a case, if you guys are unsure, I also use these power, these anti-power rankings to figure out not only upset picks, but these have been a pretty strong indicator on figuring out um, profitable picks for spreads. So if you followed, I probably should have kept track of all my spread picks regardless if the money, if the money line uh, upset picks weren't working, but uh, it turns out uh, using these anti-power rankings, using these anti-power rankings have been a great way to uh, better pick teams uh, against the spread or for the spreads if you're a gambling person, uh, which I am a little bit, so there is some value that comes out of this. That said, I go in order from 1 through 10, and I talk about 11 through 15 as well, 1 being the highest anti-power ranking team, aka the worst team in the NFL, all the way down to 15, and generally, uh, I do tier most of these rankings, and I will let you know which tiers are for which levels. It does vary week over week, but I do like to bring context to just the number behind a ranking. So, let's begin. Starting at number one for the anti-power rankings is, well, we, we know we love them. Unless if you are a team of them, you probably hate them, but it is the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals have taken the number one spot about two weeks ago. Uh, and they've held it last week, and they continue to hold it this week. So little mind, little line movement. They lost, I believe, seventeen to ten uh, against Oakland. Oakland um, is—I've talked about them a lot. They're a strong team. Uh, they probably sh could have and should have beat Cincinnati by a lot more, but uh, Oakland did c come out with the victory. Uh, Cincinnati was Cincinnati was still a little bit lackluster coming out of the gate overall in the game. Uh, this is not too unsurprising. Uh, this is not too surprising. Uh, I probably should look, be looking at a little bit more of the stats um, within Cincinnati, but it's pretty clear that Cincinnati's capability to score more than like ten, like say like twenty points in a game, is almost impossible. So, uh, if you're going to be betting against Cincinnati in the future or for Cincinnati, just keep in mind of like how, just think of how many points that they are going to uh, score. Or yeah, that's what that's that's what I think about. And their defense uh, doesn't seem to be completely terrible, but their offense just continues to stagnate. And every, like I don't know, every time I watch them, it's just nothing. Nothing about that offense seems to be clicking. A lot of it seems to, be, to not be making any sense. Uh, in other words, I think the tank bull is here. I think they're just going to keep losing. I think they're going to try to have a couple. If there are any winnable games in the future, um, like if they're facing Washington, that would be an interesting one. But. Uh, I definitely need to be looking at the matchups in the future because they could sneak a win uh, against a terrible team that, uh, you know, as long as they are guaranteed for the uh, to, to getting the number one spot in the draft. So, next team, number two. Oh, just FYI, the teams one through four, I have labeled um, they are my they are my red tier. So this is like the worst. These teams are terrible. They're atrocious, and they're really not going anywhere. 
and it's really hard to indicate whether or not they're going to be successful based on the teams that they, based on the quality of teams that they've been playing. So Cincinnati is number one. Number two are the Washington Redskins. The Redskins, I believe, are one and seven in the NFL, and they are very close to taking over Cincinnati uh, as the number one spot for for not just the anti-power rankings, but also for the uh, tank bowl. I should say, for, for winning the number one draft pick. Uh, again, last week they did not do much, only because, actually, yeah, they faced the Jets. They lost 34-17 against the Jets. And if you're a Jets team, you know, it's, it's glad you got the win, but uh, Washington, you still lost to the Jets uh, in terrible fashion. Uh, I don't even know who your starters are anymore, uh, and... I'm terribly sorry for those who you actually want in-depth analysis of the skins, um, but the you know I don't want to pay attention to teams that are obviously tanking, and I feel like the skins are a little bit better than what they appear to be. But uh, let's see here, Redskins roster. I'll pull, up the, I'll pull up the roster for you guys though. I'll give you I'll give you some face time. So right now, the depth chart for the quarterback. I thought Case Keenum was starting, uh, but now it's Dwayne Haskins. And I think he was the rookie, too. Um, Dwayne Haskins is a rookie, and they're letting him take the reins, I believe. So, yeah, he is a rookie. And his last three games, two touchdowns against the Jets, one interception against the easy team. So, uh, for him, it doesn't seem like he's doing too much yet. He's just getting the feel. He's just getting his reps in. So, he's coming in in a, in a low-pressure situation. Gonna get trying to get some wins. Uh, yeah, I think this team's just trying to figure it out or just try to get more picks uh, while figuring it out. So, yeah, I can't see them making moves. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just a very sad team right, right now. I still think they might pull a victory against a weaker team if their defense pulls it together, but uh, we'll see. Number three, I have the New York Giants. Uh, Giants had a bye week last week, so there really wasn't anything for me to scout. I do like the overall trajectory of, of what the Giants bring to the table offensively with Daniel Jones. Um, I won't say he has like the it factor yet, uh, still a little bit early to tell, but he definitely has uh, he does, definitely has poise, definitely has composure, and he is able to stay in the pocket. He knows when to he, he knows when to make his runs, um, and and that's something that's pretty hard to teach, uh, even in the NFL is like making those quick decisions. I know Baker's, uh, Baker Mayfield tends to do that a little bit too much. He tends to, he, he tends to play hero ball. Uh, Daniel Jones tends to um, do it a little bit less, but he picks the spots more accordingly um, so far. Uh, that being said, the team is still hot doo-doo. They still cannot win. Uh, they do have a little bit more offensive firepower, but uh, as, for the, as for the rest of the season goes, I don't have too much faith in the Giants. Uh, I definitely think they can beat... Um, a couple other bottom tier teams, and they might be in striking distance to win, like uh, even reasonably against some other teams, depending like Daniel Jones. Uh, assuming Daniel Jones can face teams with weaker offenses, so uh, they certainly are scary for certain matchups. Like I honestly believe the Bills would lose to the Giants, but that is more of a matchup play. Um, and yeah, and and, uh, and outside of that, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think the I don't think the Giants can win against too many other teams outside of that, unless they're in the same like, ranking category that I have. So, uh, yeah, number three, Giants. I I, I want to keep talking about you guys, but 
uh, you know, I, I'd like to talk about the positive spots overall. And I haven't watched uh, Golden Tate too much for Daniel Jones, but uh, Tate still pretty good. Uh, next, number four. Uh, also did not move. So yeah, the top four did not move at all this week. And this is kind of almost to be expected uh, at this point. Because, you know, bad teams are going to be playing bad, bad. So I have the New York Jets. And I know some of you might say, oh my god, the Jets just shellacked the skins. Is that who they faced? Yeah. And they doubled their score. Yeah, but they faced the they faced this Washington Redskins, okay? This is like you know, the same terrible teams are just beating each other, and that's why they're in the same bottom four. Okay, so I, I refuse to take them out. Uh the Giants, like I said, if you win one, I'm excited. If you win two, that's two. Like I said, one's a fluke. Two could be something. Uh, three is like a, is a trend or a pattern. Like it's, some, it's something long term, especially in the NFL. Uh, the Jets finally won one game. Uh, and it's a terrible team. I'd like to see what they're going to do next week. I don't have much faith in them. Uh, Darnold still, Sam Darnold played decent. And he played pretty well. Uh, and I don't want to discredit his performance against a terrible Washington team. But they, this is terrible. Like, like you don't want... Like, if you're trying to get these young quarterbacks' uh, momentum and confidence up, then, yeah, these games will be great. But there still has to be something... They have to still elevate their play when it comes to stronger teams. Uh, and, uh, you know, it would simply just be the skill level in these teams against the Jets. Uh, there could be nothing more. Uh, or it could be something mental. You know, I don't, I don't know. It, it varies from each uh, team. Or player with the teams. That said, I'm done talking about the bottom tier teams. Those are the top four anti-power ranking uh, teams. Uh, moving up to number five, or moving down to number five. Uh, numbers five through seven, these are teams that are, I'm going to say, are pretty bad. They're, they're not taking. They still show semblance of trying. But by golly, they are making it very tough for themselves to actually win. Because... Not, not everything's together. They're not pulling the wins as needed. Number five, Detroit. Oh, my boys, Detroit Lions. I've been so high on this team for so long, and they still play pretty tough every single game. But unlike the team that I've been loving more, like the Cardinals, uh, Detroit just cannot put consistent offense together. They're, they're riddled with injuries with Stafford being out. Um, even though he's got bones in his back and it takes six weeks to recover, uh, I'm pretty sure they're shelving him. I have not actually seen if Stafford is on the injured is in the IR. Uh, let's see Stafford injury report, injury update. I'll look at it right now. Uh, so Stafford says it's a collective effort to get back on the field, uh, and, but people say he could be missing the season, remainder of the season with a back injury because he's got like broken bones and broken bones broken bones and it's about six weeks to heal which is pretty much going to wrap up the rest of the season and uh, and if I were Detroit I probably would do that if they are going to be like three and like ten at that point when he comes back but uh, we all know Stafford is, is is absurdly tough and Detroit can Detroit is highly explosive with him on the field we've all seen that so uh, you know losing him sucks but as a team as a whole, their defense still has some gaps, and their defense is atrocious. Their special teams is always amazing. Um, their offense seemed to be there, but uh, but with a big liability on the defense, uh, they're, to, in my eyes, they're 
they're just as bad as the Bills. Now, the Bills at least have an elite defense uh, that can that can wiggle out victories um, with their okayish offense. Detroit has a absurdly terrible defense with a with a strong offense, but they allow terrible teams to actually outperform them. So they are bigger negative, and they just can't close out wins. I will give the Bills credit that they can close out victories, though. So uh, Detroit, you still need to get that together, man. Number six, joining them, moving up one spot, is the Chicago Bears. So we have back-to-back NFC North teams, and they're both rivals. Uh, obviously, I have Chicago above Detroit because we've seen them beat Detroit a couple weeks ago, and it helps um, to see it. That Chicago was still playing terribly. They got, I don't want to say shellac, but it was a very lackluster performance. 17-7, to them losing against the Rams. While the game wasn't to be, while the result wasn't unexpected to most, uh, Chicago still continues to unimpress. Uh, didn't Trubisky, I believe he got injured and he was quote-unquote benched. Um, but uh, I, I think everyone's looking at the signs now and they are, uh, they are looking uh, grim if you're Trubisky. And it's fine. I honestly hoped that they would extend him after he beat Detroit. Uh, but Trubisky is just not good. I've said this for weeks. Uh, he can certainly prove me wrong, and I don't want any ill will towards his players. I know they try. But um, as of now, his body of work has literally been absurdly unimpressive. I've never gotten the hype. I just don't get why people talk highly about him. Uh, it just seemed like he was initially in a system to where he didn't have to try too hard or wasn't overly complicated. But in the NFL, uh, I don't know, it's, it, the results matter for one. And, and some of his numbers do look decent, but there's always context behind the numbers. And there's a reason why they keep losing. And Chicago does this thing where they start out strong almost every year and then they fade away. It's almost like they're trying to be Detroit, um, which is not a good look because that's, that's Detroit's thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the, the Bears, uh, I don't know too many strong points for that team. I know their kicking has usually been atrocious. Uh, their defense doesn't seem to be terrible. Um, but, again, the offense is not, it, it's more anemic than Detroit. Yeah, the only way they can beat someone is if it's a team like Detroit. Um, so, uh, no surprises here for them to move up one spot. Uh, I would like to, I would have loved to move these teams up a little bit higher in the anti-power rankings especially with how they've been playing. But in the same vein, you're still playing terrible and you're, you've only gotten zero or one win to show out of it. It's hard for me to, you know, put you beneath a Detroit or a Chicago. Interestingly enough, moving to number seven is the Miami Dolphins. They moved up one spot. I'm uh, very excited for that. Not really, but um, they did show some promise winning two in a row. And reality came back to them once they faced the Bills. Well, this was a little bit of a beatdown. Uh, the Dolphins certainly showed a lo- showed up a lot of fight. It was probably like their best. Uh, I don't know. They, they seemed to be rolling like they had the confidence, but obviously the skill level and coaching and decision making is just not there. Um, that being said, this newfound life that the Dolphins have, uh, despite them not really going to be making the playoffs, I do have a little bit more faith in them in Fitzpatrick. Um, just having a, getting a couple more wins even against some bottom feeder teams, but I think they can actually win against uh, some pretty mediocre teams as well. That's why I have them against uh, above Detroit and Chicago, but it wouldn't surprise me if they can actually take take away victories from uh, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, maybe the Chargers, and maybe Denver, and like a Denver or Jacksonville, depending on a good day, if it's a good day for them. So 
you know, I give, I have the Miami that credit of the doubt. Like, they do show some semblance of a team that exists. Um, I really hate to actually place Miami, like, beneath uh, Chicago and, and Detroit in the anti-power rankings, because it doesn't make much sense. Like, on paper, they're terrible out here, but but it's, um, this is the NFL, and, and for me, I'm a firm believer in uh, the whole, uh, what have you done for me lately, uh, mantra. I still wait the body of work and whether or not like the historical teams, but it's, it's probably going to be a lot less compared to what other um, people do. And again, I'm not a professional analyst. I do make my sports bets and stuff, and I, you know, I, I do share them occasionally. Um, but that's that's more of like a hobby. And uh, yeah, and that's all. I don't want to keep talking more about the Dolphins at this point. Now the numbers eight through ten, rounding out the top ten, these teams are trending either trending down they're not really i'm not feeling like they're going to go anywhere but uh I, I would say that these are just mediocre teams they're not terrible they're just mediocre uh number eight the la charges we saw we saw them last week or on monday they lost within seven against kansas city uh, philip rivers is not he was not on point um in the same day he was also on point he's just throwing he throws downfield he throws a lot uh, and the team, uh, I can't put my finger on the team, but they just keep making mistakes. Um, that was a very winnable game that they had against Kansas City. I think they had like three or four turnovers. Uh, I, I've just never seen so many mental errors from the team as a whole. Uh, Kansas City scored 24 points, and if, I don't know, I, I've noticed the Chargers, they went down the field like four, four, like five or six times and only got like four field goals out of it, or three field goals. They can't really finish. I mean, they left. I mean, it was even scoring half touchdowns. Like, that's seven. That's like, yeah, that's eight more points they could have gotten if they converted, if they didn't get two field goals and two touchdowns. And one of the field goals that they had, um, they were actually, I think they threw, I think they had a turnover when they were in field goal territory, so that actually ruined another opportunity. Uh, the Chargers seem to have the talent, but they just have, no, I don't know, nothing comes together with that team. Uh, and I feel I feel very sad for the Chargers because it, on paper I feel like they can win any week. Uh, they're almost like the Cleveland Browns, but without the uh, without the flavor. But I don't I don't get it. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I don't spend too much time looking at um, the Chargers specifically. I hope for the best for them, but when I watch them play, it just seems to be like one step short. And I don't think that's actually a, a I don't think that's a player or physical attribute. But they're one step short, or, or they're just off. I think that has more to do with coaching and discipline. Uh, moving down to number nine. Now, this team moved up five spots in the anti-power ring. Here, sorry, here, sorry, moved. Did they move? Yeah, yeah, they moved up five spots. And I was a little bit high on them, but now um, they're coming back down to earth. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this has been a swingy team. And at this point, I guess they got stronger teams that, well, they can win. Uh, they're still not doing it consistent, consistently enough, and they seem to be a very boomer bust. Uh, with a lack of consistency in a boomer bust style, I am hard pressed to rank them a lot lower in the anti power rankings. In, this, in, in the same vein, I don't want to rank them as high as like the Miamis and the Chicago's of the world. So they are probably the most um, like ig- like mysterious enigm- enigma team out there right now, where I just can't figure them out. And week over week, they seem to just be bouncing up and down. So. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, I mean, Jameis Winston. I have I didn't watch too much of the game. I hate saying that because I like to watch more of the games, but I was not available to watch them. Um, but I think they got shellacked by the, uh, I want to say, 
the Ravens. No, no, no. They base Houston. Uh, they got shellacked by... Tampa Bay... Yeah, the, or the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. So, they faced a strong team, and they lost. Like, that, that the, the score with 34-17 is kind of how I imagine that game anyway. So, uh, yeah. Not too much to talk about. And number 10 was Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee played last week. They had a bye week. So... You know, I don't have too much faith in uh, their offense. I know Tannehill has been uh, lighting it up a little bit more, especially in the red zone. He seems to be unstoppable in the red zone. So I will give him that kind of credit um, overall. Uh, obviously, being number 10 in the anti-power ranking team is not a good thing, but in the same vein, you're still nine above like the worst teams, I think, are, are the NFL. So, uh, again, that's just more of a tribute to their mediocrity. Um, but they're not terribly bad, and it seems like they are showing some life. Uh, I'd like to see more consistency overall before I can actually justifiably rank them. But um, they are slightly on my radar, just a little bit more, especially with Tannehill uh, at the helm. There you have it. Number one, just to review, is Cincinnati, Washington, Giants, Jets, Lions, Bears, Dolphins, Chargers, Buccaneers and Titans 1 through 10 now I am going to review uh, numbers 11 through 16 just just a little bit and I include the 16 to show um, mainly for to identify movers and shakers that might be entering into the anti-power rankings but for your information the teams number 11 through 14 I have to label them in my yellow tier which is uh, for these teams specifically uh, high potential um, high potential, very spooky week over week, and don't sleep on them regardless of record. Okay, so these teams are just, I feel like they can literally beat any team any given week at this point. Uh, but it's still going to be, it's still an uphill battle, but these are, these would all be like very close games regardless. So, or they might win flat out. Number 11, moving down five spots, a team that was bottom feeding it. Uh, three weeks ago. They were number four three weeks ago. Okay. They moved down from number four to number five, and then they moved from five to number six, and then now, this past week, they moved from number six to number 11, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have been very interesting to watch, especially the last two weeks. After Matt Ryan has come back, they won back-to-back -back games against teams with winning records, especially the Saints on the road. Uh, I mentioned this last week, doing it once, it could have been a one-off. Uh, and then doing it twice against two fairly strong teams. Uh, and knowing their, knowing Atlanta's pedigree of quality of play, generally, this has been, uh, this is something that's very notable. I, this is not a fluke. Uh, and I moved them five spots because they are playing like, they're, de they're definitely playing like an upper-tier team. Their record does not match it at the moment, but they are getting hot very fast. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff hunt. They very could well make the playoffs. Um, I have to look at the rest. I have to look at the remaining of the schedule. And I think I'll do that right now, actually. So, Atlanta Falcons schedule. So, while I'm looking at their records overall here, I'm going to do games. So they are third in the NFC South, and they lost a close game against the Falcons. Oh, that wasn't a close game. That was a beatdown. They came back, but after that debacle at the end of October, it seems like something lit under Matt Ryan. They've won 26-9, 29-3. Uh, their offense was anemic. They did come back against the, the Cardinals. Uh, 
I think in mid-October. But it seems like the Falcons for them was too little too late, and something is something was up with the Falcons. But um, talking about moving forward here, they are facing the Bucks this week, which I think actually Falcons would crush knowing that now. Uh, they face the Saints again at home. Is that a wait, is that a Thursday night turkey game? Oh wow, yeah, I think the Falcons could actually crush the Saints in that one too. They face the Withering Panthers team. Um, and then they face the 49ers. And again, at that point, if they win those three in a row, they are looking very spooky. And Niners, Niners look like they could win, but they can also lose. They can beat the Jags. They can beat the Bucks. So Atlanta's schedule at the end of the season, I know it looks very dire, but they have a very sneaky chance. Uh, and they they immediately just turned up their local play to where it's not even, for me, it's not even questionable. Um I have a lot more faith in them over over a lot of other teams in the NFL. So, uh, so yeah, the Atlanta Falcons immediately moved up, and I know their record is I think three and seven or three and eight at the moment. So uh, let's look at their standings. Uh, they are Atlanta Falcons are yeah they're three and seven. They've won two. Yeah, we're not surprised if they end up uh, winning the last six. Uh, not at all. I can see them winning five to six easily. Um, the, the San Francisco game would be a little bit tough, but pretty tough actually. So, um, but if that's the case, they're still beating upper half. They're still beating like the better half of the league in some in some of these instances, and facing a lot of teams that are a lot worse. Not a lot worse, but you know, marginally worse. So, Atlanta, you are on my radar big time. The um, fact another team that's been on my radar uh, that should be primed for a push. Um, had they not blown it, and I'm a little bit nervous with this one, is the Denver Broncos. Uh, they moved up one spot after their close loss against the Vikings. This was not a quality loss. This was a very disappointing and sad loss, being up 23, I think. Yeah, 23-0 to zero by the end of the half. Uh, I picked Denver to win the money line for the upset picks, and I felt very happy. And then when they were up 20, when they were down 23-24, I was so confused. Um, or 23-27, it, it was just absurdly confused. Um, good teams don't blow leads like that, especially against a Kirk Cousins-type team. Um, this is, this is granted, they're facing the new, like, you like that angry Kirk Cousins, and I don't think he's ever going to regress, at least until, the, until next season. Um, if he feels more confident about himself, I don't know why, but he plays better angry. But uh, you still needed to put up at least another touchdown against a very aggressive Vikings team. Uh, that's unacceptable, um, but you've also shown that you can you can freaking play against the top teams easily and crush even with the decent deep defense offense and with the stout defense. So I cannot put Denver beneath Atlanta yet. Um, I I'm very close; those two are almost even. But in regards to trending, Denver is just consistently playing well and losing. Atlanta is now putting together another striking up wins. Very spooky, very very spooky, and I mean spooky in like the good like the best way, not like ooh you're going to be scary next week. No. I mean, Spooky, like, you're going to lose next week. I'm sorry, sorry, next year they'll be good. But, like, th I mean, this coming week, this next couple of weeks, they're Spooky, like, they can legitimately win. Um, and not, like, bring a scare. Number 13. I've been talking about this team all season, and I'm very sad. Um, the, I mean, they technically moved down one spot to number 13, and uh, this is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this was a quality loss, and... I keep saying this with the Cardinals. They keep playing better every week. I don't know how. 
they keep playing better every week despite their incredibly tough schedule. I think they might have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. They face like the Seahawks, the Rams, and then whoever else is in their division that's better than them too. Um, 49ers, like all the time. And they are still um, not just competing, but they are playing like they deserve to win every single game. And they play, if you watch the demeanor, you watch their body language and how they how they interact, like their offense, everything seems to be hitting their stride. Uh, I don't think Kyle Murray is, I don't think he's going to progress as much as people think. I think he's a lot better than what people put on uh, put on him. Even right now, the, the offense is pretty explosive and very dynamic to watch. Um, they just need more wins to get under their belt. Um, sucks that they're in the division that they are, but uh, they, I mean, they are like they are the worst. They are the worst NFC North team, sorry, NFC West team. But that is saying a lot. Like their their, their record is not remotely indicative of how they're playing. And the same goes for Atlanta and Denver is starting to play that way, but uh, it's Denver still Denver still a bit of an oddball. But Arizona, I love I love that team. Uh, and honestly, if you are a betting man, always bet always bet them to beat the spread. No matter what, always always bet them to cover. Uh, they've been very friendly to me for all of that. Uh, number fourteen, I have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they moved down four spots. They were initially ten and moved down to number fourteen. I'm pretty happy for Cleveland. Um, they've been show they finally shown consistency uh, with their play. And I know they had that really rough, scary game against the Bills last week, and it was almost fire fire worthy if they lost. Like trust me, so like that. That's inexcusable. But um, at the end of the day, people care about wins, and with wins, you you buy more, you buy yourself more time. Not only you buy yourself more time, but you buy yourself um, more hope, more inspiration, more motivation. And for them, time is something that they need. They need more time to get their crap together if they're going to make a playoff run. Uh, and uh, Cleveland, if you, if you guys watched uh, NFL Monday Night, they popped up in the NFL Hunt. Uh, playoff picture uh, graphic which means you know people are interested to see how they progress uh, despite how the end of the game was very ugh, with the helmet uh, from Miles Garrett I am still a little bit high on Cleveland overall because Cleveland is a pretty dumpster fiery team um, they're either very boom or bust but they've won They've won against the Bills. They've won against the Steelers. They did lose against the Broncos towards the end, I believe. Um, but they beat two very stout teams. And now they're going to face the Dolphins, and then they're going to face the Steelers again. Um, you know, it, this is where the Browns just start building their momentum. Uh, they don't have many strong teams to face. The car Outside of the Cardinals, I see, coming up, and the Ravens. Uh, but I think they beat the Ravens earlier in the season, too. So... Again, the Browns, the Browns are just a randomly good team, and if they start getting consistent, and if Baker Mayfield actually keeps his head down and, and keeps playing the leader role without you know, getting distracted, which seems to be pretty apparent that he does occasionally, but it, he doesn't seem to be uh, uh, getting his face as much anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very high in Cleveland overall, so uh, yeah, they're still on the, on the bottom half of the, of the league, and but their stock, at least in my opinion, is fairly high compared to especially all the other teams that uh, are playing. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, Cleveland could get shellac next week, and then I will give I would give them zero respect the rest of the year. But this is like the time for Cleveland to put up and shut up when they're ready. 
And then uh, number 15, I had Jacksonville Jaguars. They did, had had a poor, poor performance. And then uh, the Eagles, number 16. Both coming up, coming back from like the non-ranks. Uh, they weren't ranked last week, and now they are. And there you have it, folks. I did not mean to spend that much time on uh, the anti-power rankings, but, but here we are. All right, now let's talk Week 12 NFL Picks. So, again, 10 and 4 last week. Um, I'm going to dive straight into this week's um, picks. Generally, uh, Yahoo uh, starts with favorites first and then talks about the underdog. Um, some other places do home versus top of home um, versus away um, in order, but I'll start with the favorites. Um, going in game order. So starting with Thursday night. This is at Houston, uh, and the Colts are an underdog. Uh, the way he, the Colts have been playing, I know Houston has a very dynamic offense, but it just seems like every other week they uh, it's, it's hard for me to get a gauge on Houston, and I feel like they're a little bit inflated um, with their their record and, and their play. I, actually, uh, the record is probably about right with 6-3, but I think their play is not indicative of what they're uh, good at. Uh, that being said, I mean, I've really been loving the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I feel like they've been finding ways to win. Uh, only only 11% of the people are picking the Colts to win. It seems kind of weird with with the Jacob, with the yeah with, with Jacoby being back, and they're only three and a half point dogs. So I'm picking Indianapolis. I think Indy wins this probably half the time. This is a close one. Uh, this is a very close one. I think they win this half the time against Houston. Um, Logic says Houston should probably win with their you know, with their explosive offense, but I feel like Indianapolis can can just win flat out. Uh, so I'm picking them. Next game, uh, this is for Sunday. Uh, favorite is Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I told you Tampa Bay is uh, is more bust that they could win against Atlanta, but in my eyes right now, Atlanta is going to be steamrolling the rest of the season uh, up until they get to the 49ers. They are going to win. I'm not going to discuss that too much, overly, overly much, but um, the coaching, the offense, or the defense, everything is now coming in sync. Next game, I picked Denver to beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo, I I definitely always want to keep going against them with, win, with wins, but uh, this one I'm very close with because I think Denver on paper should win this, but Denver has... They're blowing. They're blowing a lot of games. They're always close, and they just keep, they keep coming short out of all these games. And I don't know if it's coaching, and I don't know if it's just a random trend. But I think Denver... I'm, I'm weighing more faith in Denver showing up and closing out the game versus Buffalo actually showing up and closing, and closing out. Uh, uh, Buffalo, again, beats terrible teams. Denver is not terrible. They can play terrible, but I think with their newly found like offense... You know, with the new quarterback coming in, uh, I think they can win this. Uh, I, I still think they win this like 50 percent of the time. And I think in regards to any given Sunday, I'm picking Denver. Uh, depending on what the spread it here is to, uh, spread is four points. Uh, and that's that's about right. <laughs> There's not really a big discrepancy there. Uh, next game, I'm picking. Chicago to beat the Giants, and I hate picking Chicago Bears, but I think that I think the Bears will probably do enough just to eke out a victory against the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones will probably have a rough day, but I can't imagine this being like a this is gonna be like a 17-16 game, something stupid. But like Chicago will probably eke out a victory. Uh, next game, I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Cincinnati uh, is obviously my number one anti-power ranking team. There's no way in hell I'm going to have them losing. Well, similar to the Giants in Chicago, I, uh, I'm picking Chicago because they are a better ranking team than the uh, anti-power ranking team, so that makes my decision make it easier. Uh, next game, I have Cleveland beating Miami. Um, if Cleveland's going to be the team we thought they are, they should shellack them. They should wreck them. So um, that's that's pretty easy. At least that's an easy decision for me. Like Cleveland should win this like 80% of the time. Uh, next game, I have the New Orleans Saints. 94% of people are picking the New Orleans Saints over the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers' stock is way down. I trust the Saints. They've had that blip on the radar with Atlanta. They're not going to make that same mistake with Carolina. Uh, I think they're just going to keep chugging along, chugging along with a very comfortable victory. They are a 9.5 point, it's 9.5, sorry, 9.5 point advantage. Uh, I think New Orleans is just going to win by like 30. I might take that back though. Uh, next game, I have the Oakland Raiders against the New York Jets. I'm picking New Orleans, yeah, New Oakland to win this. This is a, this is a very strange one because it's about 50-50. And I can see why. The Jets had a very strong showing against a very terrible team. And Oakland, uh, Oakland is a Oakland is a grinder team. Uh, they'll wear you down. They'll come. They know Oakland knows how to win. They know how to win. They know how to come out and find ways to win, even if their team's not performing at the best. Um, and because of that, even if the Jets had the ability to outperform how they normally normally play, they catch Oakland off guard. Um, Oakland does not does not seem to be faced against most of these teams. I've watched a few other games, especially with, like that London game in Chicago. Uh, they they know what they they know how to manage game flow. They know what to do. The team overall is just playing solid. Uh, it, it's it's hard for me to describe, but I feel like the team is playing optimally. Uh, they're doing they're they're grinding along. Like a lot of their wins are not pretty, but they're making wins against against some quality teams. Uh, I feel like they're floating around mid-tier, mid to uppish tier now. I mean, they came back from like a five-game stint on the road and finished with a winning record against like playoff teams, I believe. So, uh, Oakland stock, it, despite their poor, last like the poorish last showing, they still won. Um, I think a lot of people are overinflating this game. I'm picking Oakland. I think Oakland wins this probably, even though it's an away game. It's an away game, which is like Oakland specialty. Um, I think Oakland wins this 60% of the time. They only, not only do they win the 60% of the time, like, yeah, this this is not even close. I, I not only think they win, but I think they win by more than, like, two and a half points, which, which is what they've been giving up. Uh, talking about moving down, uh, I'm picking Seattle as an underdog against the Philadelphia Eagles as a favorite. I don't see how Seattle is an underdog. Maybe it's just an away game. But the fact that if Seattle is an underdog with any spread... Uh, I don't know. Seattle just should win this flat out. Uh, if it comes down to the wire, you have Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, he, he eliminates coin flips. Okay, when I talk about coin flips, I mean, like, there's usually a possibility that the, that the other team might have, like, a long field goal or it's, like, a unlikely or it's a semi-likely chance that a, that a, a team that I pick for, like, a 50-50 might drive down the field for a win at the end of the game. That's what, I'm, that's what I mean when I say 50-50s. Uh, in Seattle, if you give me Russell Wilson and he needs like three points to tie, or like he needs a touchdown to win with like a minute left, uh, you know, you would still think that could be 50 50, but with Russell Wilson, I feel like that's like an 80% chance of happening. And because of that, like I can never take Seattle out, especially against the Philadelphia team that might be playing pretty well. Um, I think Seattle just wins this. 
I think they win like 70% of the time. And that's only because that's, I think I think like 25% of the time these are going to be close games and Seattle wins like a lot of them. So uh, that's why I'm picking Seattle. This game, I'm, this next game, I'm picking the, the Detroit Lions that beat the Washington Redskins. Um, they're facing at the Redskins. So this is going to be like the saddest game I've ever seen. Yahoo has picked 60% in favor of Detroit. I am not comfortable with Detroit. Like, Detroit should win on paper. They should crush on paper. Um, I'm not going to second-guess that one. Washington is terrible, but there's... I feel like Washington still wins this, like, 25% of the time just because of stupidity. So, uh, depending what the odds are, Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, next game, I'm picking Jacksonville to beat the favorite Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee's at home. Uh, I think Tannehill, he might actually be more explosive, and but I'm, I'm kind of making... This actually might be a bad pick. I might, I might revert this back. Jacksonville has not shown to be doing too much. Uh, I feel like Foles can get back into it, but how, but how, many, how many points is Foles worth? That's what I have to talk about out loud. I'm actually I'm considering just going to Tennessee. Uh, let's see, what the spread in this game is three points. Uh, both teams need the win. I feel like Tennessee is just an unassuming team that probably won't make the playoffs. Jacksonville is a strong team, though. They are a strong team, and I think they're still trying to figure out Foles. I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I think... And this is terrible of me. I think Tennessee wins this like 65% of the time. And I'm picking Jacksonville. This goes against my logic. But I'm picking Jacksonville strictly because uh, I think they're going to adapt. And this is a rivalry game. And this is probably going to come down to a 50-50. And I slightly trust Jacksonville a little bit more over Tennessee. I'm probably Jedi mind checking this logic. So don't tail or fade accordingly, guys. These next games, I picked New Orleans, or sorry, New England to beat Dallas. I'm never going against Belichick. I'm sorry. Just doing that's going to win like 75% of the time um, against Dallas. And then I have San Francisco beating Green Bay. Uh, San Francisco uh, just happened to run into a very strong Arizona team in both times. And I think you know, they lost to Seattle. So uh, San Francisco knows how to win. And Green Bay, I think they are coming off by week. Uh, they are rested, but uh, I think this is going to be a close matchup. But I think this is this is going to be a game. Like I, I just know this is going to be a game that's going to come down to the wire, and I can flip a coin. Like, this is a true point. I just don't know. Um, this is a 50-50 win. Like I think France San Francisco wins this 50% of the time, and Green Bay wins 50% of the time. I'm trying to look at different angles, and I just I just feel and believe that San Francisco just will have the ball at the end to squeak out a victory. There's nothing more to it. That, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Like they'll, they'll learn from their mistakes from their loss against Seattle, and they'll go beyond that. And, we'll. and now rounding out the end of the NFL week with Monday Day Football, Baltimore versus the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Ravens crush. There's, I'm not even thinking twice about this one. Rams have shown to still win games, but they've lost a lot of their offensive luster. This is, should be a shoot. This should be a shootout. Uh, but the thing is, the Rams just don't have the firepower. I think Baltimore's going to win like thirty-eight to like twenty. Maybe you know Rams might score a cheap touchdown at the end. They score like twenty-seven. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I have. So to recap, my pickums week twelve of the NFL. Indianapolis is the underdog. 
Atlanta, uh, favorite. Denver, underdog. Um, then Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New Orleans, Oakland. All those were favorites. Um, picking Seattle as an underdog. Uh, Detroit as a favorite. Jacksonville as an underdog. And then New England, San Francisco, Baltimore. I'm picking them as favorites. Perfect. I, said, I don't know why I said perfect. Hello. But now it's time for NFL upset picks. Now, if you're unfamiliar with NFL upset picks, these are generally picks that I, at least in my opinion, like to find really good value in. And by that, I mean, I like to look at teams that are either outperforming what, what I believe Vegas is assuming or looking at lines that just don't make much sense. Case in point, last week, or I'll mention a couple weeks ago that, uh, you know, when I pick a team, uh, when I have, like, say, a plus 150 or plus 250 line, that means if I were to put a dollar in the game and that team wins, then I get my dollar back plus, you know, plus uh, $2.50. Okay, so... Usually those, in my opinion, should be profitable plays if I'm able to find like the right, the right games. Now, my strategy for doing these is that I believe these teams will give them the best chance to actually have like a coin flip at the end, which sounds crazy. But like, uh, you know, I might change that later on. But I like to pick teams that have a good fighting chance until the very end because I would know. Because in my opinion, or at least I can see that knowing that if I'm getting plus four hundred, which is like four dollars to one on a team that is literally a 50-50 away. And when I mean 50-50, I mean, I said this earlier, it could be like a, a field goal away or one play away from winning a game. I take that every single, every single day of the week. Long term, that's, that's strong. That's, that's a winning strategy. Unfortunately, that requires me to actually make the picks right more frequently than others. And up until this point in the NFL, um, up until week 10, I was 6-14, and 14 which means you know, eight, eight losses, fewer than uh, wins. But I was only down 2.1 units. And a unit is a denomination that is dependent on whatever your bankroll is for uh, sports betting or just gambling in general. Um, it could also just be a random amount that you want to pick and just say that's a unit. So um, in some cases it could be $10 as a unit or $50 or 100 okay. I don't like to tell all about my gambling stuff, uh, even though I did have an episode, gambling podcast episode about that. Feel free to listen. But... Um, I said, when I mentioned outside of the NFL, I'm not going to talk too much about the gambling anymore uh, because it's been consuming my life. Not really. But uh, anyways, uh, reviewing week 11, I picked three teams. I picked the Broncos to win at plus 400, the Cardinals to win at plus 425, and the Dolphins to win at plus 215. So we went over three, which leaves us for 6 and 17 throughout the year being down 5.1 units. Uh, that sounds terrible, and I'm kind of sad because uh, all it took, honestly, is uh, one win. One win from the Broncos or Cardinals for us to have been profitable for the year. Um, and I'm very sad because we all saw the Broncos game. They were up 23-0. I, I wish I had like the cash-out ability uh, on the sportsbook that I use, but I don't. So I'm very sad that really could have, should have been a win. Uh, same with the Cardinals. Cardinals were up a lot, and I, I'm very good at, like I said, making these picks. The Dolphins, I was off. Uh, you know, I can't hit them all. But the Broncos and Cardinals, I'm very, very close to these. And I'm starting to starting to think and probably reassess how I go about this. I don't like losing frequently. And I know Week 10 I won twice, 2 out of 3. 
Um, but most of these games, I generally like to stick between games that are like between plus 150 and plus 250, unless if I see absurd value in like a plus 300 or plus 400. So um, that's why I took them last week. Uh, it's not so much for me to try to chase my losses. I try to focus on like very big, uh, very big gaps overall, and I, I still like to have a solid payoff. So um, even being 10 to 4 last week is still kind of a little bit indicative of, of understanding like the quality of picks. Um, that being said, this is my my typical style, and I know it's not for everyone. That's why I like to call them upset picks because I believe long term this is this should be profitable. I started doing this around week three of the NFL. And again, right now I'm down uh, minus 5.1 units, and I'm going to keep this up till the end of the year. Um, even though it's my favorite segment, I don't like losing, and I could probably play a little bit safer and try and get more sure picks. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't align with my style. Like I don't want to win the, the plus 125s and plus 150s all the time. I don't know. It's not it's not me. It's not my style. So uh, that being said. Um, I used to go on Bovada, uh, the LV, to check out all the picks in real time, but I've since then switched, uh, mainly because I don't like Bovada and how, how they do the live betting. So I have two different sports books, and I'm going to pull them up, and I'm using betsonline.ag, and the other one is uh, mybookie, mybookie.ag. And I will feel free. Uh, I'll probably include links. Like I'll, I'll tell you up front, these will probably be affiliate links because they give me free bets um, to them. Um, so if you want to support the podcast, I don't ask for money, but I do like to, because I do like to talk about uh, sports betting and whatnot. So uh, I'll probably show the promo code. You guys are more than welcome to use it. If not, you can type in the site directly. It's up to you how you guys feel. I just rather be honest with you guys up front. Um, like I said, I do like talking about this stuff. And if you guys are just as interested and you guys listen to it a lot, and you might be hopping on bed on mine or my bookie, feel free to do that. Uh, if you're trying to sleep, just go to sleep tomorrow morning. But but again, I strongly urge you guys to bet responsibly. I do a lot of these bets as like value plays, which I believe should be long-term plus um, plus money plays. So, you know, I don't try to take too much into consideration um, of like, I don't know, just... I don't, I don't like to take too much emotion into these bets. I just like to have cold, calculated, positive wins. Um, I just like to talk about the stories. Yeah, I, yeah, I get out of here. But, uh, but looking at the NFL this week, I'm pulling both of them up. NFL Week 12 odds. So, right now, I'm looking at money lines for both, and I'll see which ones are better. So, But, but on paper, in order, uh, I'm going to go through each game, and I'll let you know which ones catch my eye, and then I'll tell you which ones I'm going probably likely to be locking in. First game is the Colts, plus 170 against the Texans, minus 175. I'm going to really tell you right there, that is a very strong line for Colts. And I I think that's, I honestly think that's very winnable. I honestly think they're going to win flat out. And having a plus 170 uh, is a very nice line. So I am actually going to make that my first one. It's my Colts. And I might lock it in depending on the, not already, but I'm writing that down. Uh, next game is the Dolphins, plus 405 against the Browns, minus 500. Now, I there, there are only, there's only going to be two ways this game's going to finish. The Browns are going to dominate, or the Dolphins are going to squeak out a, a stupid win because the, the Cleveland team just can't put it together. Because of that, having plus 405 on, on a boom or bust game, 
I I have to take that out of principle. And this feels a little bit loose. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, the Dolphins against the Browns, like the Browns should win. Browns should win like 80% of the time, um, which technically still makes the plus 405 great because uh, being plus 405 means they have to win uh, one out of five times, slightly, slightly less than one out of five, which is better than the one out of five that uh, I've given them for the 80%. You know, they win 20% of the time normally, so that slightly is plus EV, like very slight in my head, like how I have them played out. So uh, if that line still stays the same after I talk through this, I might pick that, but I'm writing that doll writing that down too. Dolphins plus um, 405. So this, that's, a, that's a good line. Uh, but I'll let you know if that's going to be locked in once I'm done going through all these. Uh, we have the Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are plus 175. Um, this is similar to the Colts game, but now I have to ask myself this question. and Hopefully you guys will ask yourselves this too. Are the, are the Colts more likely to beat the Texans than the Broncos are supposed to beat the Bills. I think the Colts game is going to be a little bit tougher, to be honest with you, but I feel like Denver is still a bit of a crapshoot. I I feel slightly comfortable with more of the Colts, though, personally. So, I'm iffy on this one. I think Denver, I think I picked Denver to win. Um, But I wasn't, I don't feel super confident with that, though. Like, as a flat-out money line, as a value pick. Uh, I know I should just simply look at my pick here. Uh, I shouldn't wuss out and say pick the Denver as my pick them. Um, yeah, as for a one-off, I, I don't... I'm just way too nervous about this to this game. I don't feel good about this one at all, Denver versus Buffalo. Uh, I'd rather risk like one pick versus actually one unit, um, despite the odds here. Uh, that's, that's probably going to be a mistake on my part. But... I'm gonna avoid the Denver Bronco game. I, I like to, like games that I absolutely feel confident in. Good. Uh, this one is the next game is Steelers against the Bengals. Bengals are plus two forty. An zero and eighteen is a plus two forty against the team that just lost uh, to the Browns. Uh, that's terrible odds. Like I feel way better about the Dolphins beating Cleveland than I do the Bengals beating Steelers. Um, this next game, the Giants are plus 230 against the Bears. Now, I do have the Bears winning this game, um, but the Giants' ability, like, eh, I don't know. I, I don't Actually, I don't think the Giants win that, that frequently. Uh, I think they win like that. I don't know if I gave a percentage, but I'm starting to think that Bears win this like 60% of the time, but I don't, I think how the Giants win. It's going to be something stupid. It's barely going to be a coin flip. It's going to be some, some last drive coin flip weirdness. And it's that's where I don't want to be on a team, even though it's plus 230, but for a coin flip, I'm tired of losing these coin flips. I, I, I want to find like teams that have better odds that are coin flips, at least in this case. I know I feel like we go back and forth, but man, I just don't trust the Giants. I think that's what it boils down to. I don't trust either team. And if each team's a crapshoot, though, in theory, I'm talking to myself out loud, then wouldn't going for the plus 230 make sense? I might try, I might try something different. So I'm actually going to commit to myself to do the Giants plus 230. I mean, because the Bears aren't good, though. That's the thing. The Bears are just not good. 
Next game, the Raiders versus the Jets. Jets are plus 125. That is an absurdly stupid line. I don't know why it's plus 125 here on Uh You'd have to give me plus, like, 400 for me to consider the Jets. Which means the Raiders minus 145 is actually sounds really good. That might be... That, that honestly, is a... Um, I might bet big on that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, outside of this, then, as a favorite. Uh, the next game, uh, Panthers are plus 355 against the Saints. I just don't think the Saints uh, win. Or, sorry, I don't think the Saints lose. They're just on a roll. I, I don't think I even gave percentages, but I think Panthers do not win that frequently. Uh, the Bucks plus 185 against the Falcons. I, I already told you, I just don't think Atlanta is going to lose ever until they face the 49ers. Um, the Lions are minus 180 against the Redskins, plus 160. If you give me, like, plus 250 for the Redskins, I might consider it, but that's not good enough for me. Uh, Seahawks and Eagles, both are on the negatives. And then uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 155 against the Titans. A um, little bit iffy on both teams, so I'm not going to trust that. The Cowboys are plus 245 against the Patriots. Again, I'm always, I'm always sticking with the Patriots regardless, um, regardless of the team. Uh, so I'm not going against that. Uh, and then... Uh, was it Packers or an underdog plus 145 against the 49ers? That actually is a decent line. Uh, if it's plus 150 on another sports book, I would probably take that. I know I have San Francisco winning, but this is also a coin flip. Like, this is a flat out coin flip, and I, and I get better odds with this coin flip, in my opinion. So, uh, if it's plus 150 on the other sports book, I would probably take it. And then the last game, Monday Night Football, is, uh, let's see, I have plus, plus 60 here, I'm sorry, minus 140, minus 160 for the Ravens, and then plus 140 for the Rams. Yeah, so there's nothing there either. So. Uh, the Redskins, plus 160, not liking it, I said, and then the Packers, plus 145, might be another one. So, I have four, plus 145. I have Colts, plus 175, Dolphins, plus 405, Giants, plus 230, Packers, plus 145. Uh, I'm not sure if I take the Packers on this one, uh, but I'll, I'll look at the other lines here. So, uh, Packers on my bookie. Uh, be, sure to, be sure to link that if you guys are interested. Packers are plus 130 on my bookie. That's pretty terrible. So I'm a little bit more apt to take the plus 145 on bet online. And then, uh, let's see here. The other team I had picked out. Colts, Dolphins, Giants. So Colts, uh, the Colts are plus 160. So yeah, my bet aligns a little bit better. And the Dolphins should be... Plus 415 for the Dolphins, which is a lot better for my bookie, so I'm going to probably take that one. So that's better lines. I'm going to take the Dolphins at plus 415. Good odds. And then the last one was the Giants. The New York Giants are... I'm looking for them right now. They're not popping up. It's pretty sad that some of these teams just don't pop up when I want them to. Giants. That's because they're not even showing up on my bookie. That is weird. So they're not even showing up on my bookie. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. So, no one wants any of that Bears game action. That's so weird. 
That is so weird, bears. Because they already have, like, the lines for, uh... Yeah, New York Giants versus Chicago Bears. Will it show up at the line? Yeah, so there is no line available on my bookie. So, locking in. These are the locked-in ones, and I'm, I'm winning myself over now. So, the Colts, plus 175. The Dolphins, plus 415. The Giants, plus 230. And the Packers, plus 145. I... After seeing the plus 130 on the Packers and then moving to, to plus 145 on a different sports book, I'm leaning towards doing that. So those are my four picks. Hopefully you guys enjoy them. You take them and you win. Uh, again, these upset picks are usually hit or miss, but I, I don't frequently do the plus one in the lower 100s or upper 100s. Um, but I think we're going to change my strategy, strategy just a little bit. So um, hopefully we get some winners here. Again, even just winning... If the Dolphins win, and, and I'll pretty much break even, but even any combination of two wins, two wins um, brings me back up to a decent amount. Uh, sorry, I won't be down as much. Um, and then even three wins, I'm almost guaranteed to be um, break even. And if I get all four, then I'm sitting pretty well. I'm sitting like plus three or four units for the for the year. So yeah, like I said, these are very interesting ones because uh, these are quote-unquote long shots, but I think these are big discrepancies in the in the bookies, in the sports books. So uh, if you're new to sports gambling, I highly recommend you listening or going on Twitter and reading a lot about it. Uh, spend a lot of time uh, simulating your bets. Don't actually make real bets. And if you, by the time you feel comfortable making bets in real time, always bet with like a dollar until you get familiar because the moment you start putting money in, like your mentality and everything switches. So that's why I like to talk about these out loud and then I just go back after the podcast and make my bets. Uh, it's, it's easy peasy. So, uh, yeah, good luck to you guys. And if you're not betting, then hopefully my voice and NFL talk put you to sleep. And in the meantime, uh, keep calm and dream easy.